Angela Yee and Charlemagne the God. The Breakfast Club, bitches. The voice of the culture. People watch The Breakfast Club for, like, news and really be tuned in. It's one of my favorite shows to do. Just because y'all always keep it 100, y'all keep it real. They might not watch the news, but they're on Twitter. They're on Facebook. They're, you know, they're listening to The Breakfast Club. Get your ass up. You know his lady has no headphones. You know he has. He was a little late. Yeah. Good morning, Angela Yee. Hey, good morning, TJ. What happened? You telling me I ain't hit it right? You No, you didn't hit it right. You ain't got no headphones on. You was all off beat and everything. Rhythm was off. Damn, your rhythm was off. He tried to walk in like he been there. I'll get my stroke right next time, Envy. Don't worry. He tried to hit it. He tried to hit it on point. He couldn't get it on point. So you're not satisfied with what you tell me. A little too slow, a little too soft. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus, Envy. Good morning, guys. <laughs> hey, guess you? what day it is? Guess what day it is? Hump day. <laughs> yes, it is Wednesday hump day. Now, Angela E. behind the scenes was telling me a story. Yeah, we'll talk about it, but I was just, I'm in L.A., I got my Gracie Award last night, so congratulations shout out to all of the winners from the Gracies. Amazing, amazing! Mm-hmm. Um, it was all women that were winning awards, and so anyway, this morning I was on my way here. I called the lift, and I'm downstairs in the hotel, and some guy is in the lobby, and I guess he must have thought I was in another room and stole he his belongings. You, it sounds like he thought you uh, knocked off one of his friends and stole from his room. I don't know who his friend was, but he kept saying, well, you coming from room 927? There's not even a nine floors in the hotel. Jesus. So then he proceeds to follow me outside and tells me that I'm stealing and stealing is wrong and he's not trying to let us leave. And so then the lift pulls up and the lift drivers, we get in the car and we're like, just go, pull off. And he, the lift driver won't pull off. He's engaging with this guy. Then the cops what? come. Yeah, it was just all kinds really? of drama. They, they thought just for me to get to work. They thought you were prostitute or something? I don't know what happened thought to this Thought he stole person. his Rolex or something. Some hood rat chicks. But he thought somebody stole some items from a room that didn't exist at this particular hotel. Now, you, you, are you sure you're not trying to get in front of something? No. <laughs> <laughs> you you didn't steal nobody's Rolex, know. no jewelry? Sure? Stealing I, is I bad, had absolutely no idea what he was talking about at first when he came down. When he said, like, hey, are you here with Varane somebody from room 927? I was like, no, I'm not. I just okay, thought he ye. was looking for someone. Stealing is bad, ye, if you Jesus don't know. Christ. Stealing but is I'll bad. But I tell you this, his eyes were open wide like he was on something. He probably was at four something in the morning, or three something in the morning in L.A., two something. What time yeah, was it? So two, three something? The cops came, and they had to, he wouldn't leave, and he was just going crazy. Jeez. Right, but I well, made it on time. Yeah, you did make it. Yeah, you made it on time. Shout to, all right, let's get the show cracking. Now, front page news, what are we talking about? Well, we are going to talk about Lyft, and I'm glad we're doing this story this morning because they're putting all kinds of systems in place now just in case something like this happens to you. All right, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, last night in sports, the Raptors beat the Bucks 120-102. They tied a series 2-2. Yeah, that series is definitely going seven games. Yeah, so now I guess the Warriors just sit back, relax, and just uh, Warriors just sit back and heal. That's all. Mm-hmm. They got more time for KD to heal, more time for DeMarcus Cousins to heal, more time for other players to rest up, and they can go win their fourth championship. 
Now, what else are we talking in about? Five years. Well, Lyft has announced several new initiatives, and they announced these initiatives yesterday. It's supposed to enhance the safety of their passengers. So they're doing an in-app panic button if you need to call 911. Other things they've done is they've enlarged the driver's license plate number in the app so people don't get into the wrong vehicle because that happens to people sometimes as well. Mm-hmm. And they're also offering sexual harassment prevention training to all of their drivers and riders because of the numerous incidents of harassment or assault that have occurred in these vehicles over the last few years and they're also going to require passengers to provide feedback every time they rate a driver less than four stars so if you do a less than four star rating you have to give some feedback I wonder if people are going to really have time to do that though meaning like if you give less than a four star rating are you really going to have time to write a review about what you didn't like yeah a, a lot of times it is just you like giving it on a scale of you know one star to five stars, what what the issues were. So, like, sometimes the person talks too much. You know, Uber now will let you require that the driver doesn't talk to you. I'm not going to front. I would complain about smells. I can't stand smells in a car, bro. Like, if a yeah. car's, like, if you be you be looking around, looking at yourself, like, did I step in yeah. something? Some, some cars are filthy. Some cars are disgusting. But, like, this morning I was... I think cleanliness is an option, too. Mm. I don't know what happened. You just sounded like future all of a sudden. Didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> like you just, it just went, like in the middle of what you were saying, it just went Me? straight auto-tune. Hell uh-huh. yeah. All uh-huh. I heard was something smells, and then it was just like auto-tune. And then mm. he turned into a robot. <laughs> that, mm. All right, on Sesame Street, there's a new character named Carly, and Carly is a Muppet who is in foster care. Check it out. Why is Carly so sad? I don't really want to tell you about it. <sighs> She's having a hard time, Elmo. But we're here for her. We're her for now parents. What does for now parents mean? Sometimes even mommies and daddies need some help taking care of their children. Carly's mommy's been having a hard time, so we are her foster parents or her for now parents. What the heck? Yes. I didn't see one person ever throughout my whole life check on... Oscar the Grouch and wonder why he was living in a mother effing <laughs> trash can. You know what I'm saying? You ain't never heard nobody console Oscar like that. In fact, they call nope. him a grouch. You'd be grouchy too if you lived in a trash can. Where was the empathy for Oscar the Grouch? Now all of a sudden this new person on the scene and they getting all this empathy because they don't got no parents? Oscar yeah. ain't had no parents either, clearly. And Mrs. Nephilepagus looks like he had some issues as well. Oh, he always looked like he was crying. <laughs> I didn't see all that empathy. I'm just, I didn't see all that empathy and sympathy back in the day on Sesame Street for characters that we clearly saw were in pain. All right, well, the NFL, speaking of being in pain, and the NFL Players Association has announced a new mental health initiative. So the new initiative requires that every team has to employ a mental health professional to work in the building and also could potentially lead to a change in the league's attitude toward marijuana as far as pain management treatment. So they're going to explore all of the strategies that help a player deal with acute and chronic pain as well. I love it. This should be in every corporation. Uh, You know, we need this in school. You know, you need social-emotional learning in schools. You need grief counselors in these schools. You need people that can help you with your trauma and all of these different organizations, man. People come to work every day dealing with something. People go to school every day dealing with something. So, yes, they should have somebody to talk to. So that is beautiful what the NFL is doing. All right. Well, that is your front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night. Maybe you had a horrible lift or Uber story. Whatever it may be, call <laughs> us now. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So, so you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Brian B. from the 843. 843, low country, what's happening? Nothing much, nothing much. Um, I'm in my semi on working. Just want to spread some positivity. Okay. All right, well, let us hear that just horn pause. Spread it. Just want to all say to everybody, it's a new day. It's a new way. Let's get it. Handle what you need to handle. And just make the day a good day. Okay. All right. Thank you, That's very positive. Thank you, sir. We appreciate I needed that. That uh, very obvious word. All right. Hello, who's this? Some positivity day. Yeah, what's up, MV? Hey, what's up, Trav? Hey. Hi, Trav. I missed you. What's up, boo? I miss you, too. What's up, Shari? What up, sis? How are you? I'm doing good. How y'all living? How y'all living? Hey, man. Can I just, um, can I say why I'm mad this morning? Sure. Go ahead. So, I'm, I'm kind of mad at Spike Lee. Why? What'd he do? So, he has this new Netflix movie called See You Yesterday. And I'm mad that I wasted two hours of my life <laughs> watching that. That was like the most horrible ending to a movie I've ever seen in my life. Yo, that has to take like top three horrible endings to a movie. I didn't well, know. How, was the, re- I didn't how know. was the rest of the movie? It, it, was, it was like good enough to like keep your attention, yo. But like, I don't even care about the rest of the movie because it ended so badly that you don't care about the rest of the movie. And I, like Spike Lee has just like really messed up my weekend watching that movie. I didn't know Spike Lee had a new movie on Netflix. Yeah, it's called See You Yesterday. And I don't recommend it. I don't Damn. recommend it. Damn. Well, so the rest of the movie was good, but the ending was so bad it ruined it for you. Oh, my goodness. Yo, the ending was horrible. It was horrible. So basically, that's a Spike Lee joint that you're going to pass. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Okay. But all right, y'all. All, all right. right. Thanks, Trav. Movie Hello, who's Trav? this? This is Lady. Good morning. Good morning. Angela Good Park, morning. Queen first. Hi, Lady. And V. Charlemagne. Hey, lady, get it off your chest. Because I came across a text message. Um, I was getting ready one morning, and I decided to pick up my significant other's phone just to see what time it was. Uh oh. And it was on silent, and it had message from Crystal. Mm. So I flipped the phone, and I'm like, okay, it's cool. It's a girl that he used to associate himself with. But I'm asking him, like, why are you having all these lines of communication still open? If it's just you and I, if we're in a monogamous relationship, you wanted me to cut mine off, and I did. I have had no contact with anyone. No one has contacted me because I cut it off. Like, dead that is over. Cannot contact me. And now to find out that he's still in communication with people from his past is like, what is going on? What's, what's going on? It's just a little insurance policy in case you act up. He got somewhere to go. That's all. Nothing serious. Do you know what the text said? <laughs> I, I'm not gonna say what it takes. I know what it said. Yes, I do know what, what it, it said. What it say? Was he flirt? Was she flirting? Uh, she was trying. She was trying very hard, like knocking on the door, like let me in this girl, like right now. And so, was he engaging and in a conversation with her before that? Before that, yeah, it, but it was like friendly. But this one, and mind you, you send this message at two o'clock in the morning. Like those are mm-hmm. booty call hours. Yeah, he well, didn't black man, but is, is he black? No. Oh, well, see, yeah, he's, he's a cheater. Whole, it's a whole cheater. Don't he's a whole that. cheater. Whatever he is, no, don't if say he's that. not black, he's a whole cheater. <laughs> don't say And you that. should know better than that. He say, didn't respond. He you. wasn't flirting. It might be nothing. Yeah, well, I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt because I thought he was black because black men don't cheat. But now that I know he's the other, he's a whole cheater. Oh, now, what, oh, what did he say wow. when you confronted him? He said that she was just a friend. They saw each other in a grocery store a few weeks back. Wow. And they spoke, and wow. he doesn't know why she decided to send the message. These cheaters oh, are really? still using words like that she's just a friend. Ugh. Well, yeah. he didn't These non-black respond. cheaters disgust me. 
So he might be speaking the truth. Well, thank you for calling, Mama. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up, wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Rosetta. Get it off your chest. Um, I just wanted to touch on the subject that you guys were talking about, like the people in the NFL, how they're going to get people to talk to them about stuff that they're going through, like especially like Therapist. when it's taken into your workplace. Mm-hmm. Like, I agree. Like, I feel like, you know, my sister and my 13-year-old nephew were murdered in Gary. So I'm already going through stuff at home. And I feel like work can either be your work, um, your pain, or your peace. And I feel like work is my peace because I take care of elderly people. And the last thing I want to hear when I'm going into work is a bunch of people complaining. Like, we come into this job and we do the same thing every day. We take care of these residents. And the last thing that you want to hear is people complaining about stuff that doesn't even matter. So I understand, like, everybody needs someone to talk to. Like, even me, even what I'm going through. But I feel like work is my peace. So... Well, you sound like listening to y'all though. You sound like you're the go-to person at your job, and a lot of times the go-to person doesn't have anybody to go to. Exactly, I am. Everybody just keeps looking at me like you're so strong. Like, how you holding it together? Like, you know, I'm trying my best. Like, this is something tragic that happened with us. I'm trying my best, but when I'm by myself, you know, I break down, and I I think about my sister and my nephew a lot. This just happened in March, so. Damn. I, I try to tell my coworkers like leave that where it's at. Like, and if you gonna complain, just don't come to me because you don't know. Like, it takes me like five days out the week. I'll be happy if I wake up one day having a good day, not so, depressed. Wow. You know, so, sound to me like so, you definitely need therapy and some type of grief counseling, baby. Absolutely, I, I agree as well. But I thank you and I listen to you guys every day. Appreciate all right, well, thank you thank so you, much Mama. for sharing all of that with us this morning. It's okay to not be okay, people. Go get you some healing. Hello, who's this? Shay. Hey, Shay. Get it off your chest, Shay. Hi, I want to get off my chest to my baby girl. Um, I had a new baby, and she started acting out in school because, you know, the attention wasn't on her no more. But she turned it around, and I want to tell her how proud of her I am. And she will always be my first baby, and I love her. She's listening to the radio on her way to school. That's amazing. baby girl. That's Good beautiful. morning, baby girl. I'm so glad I don't got to go through that. I got a 10-year-old, a 3-year-old, and a 7-month-old, and my 3-year-old and 7-month-old love each other. My 3-year-old oh, loved man, my, her little sister. The, she was you know, the I'm only going grandbaby, first grandbaby, first everything, like, but she's lost it when I had a baby. Started cutting up in school. I mean, a phone call every day, but she turned it around, and I want to tell her I'm so proud of her. I love that. She'll always be my first baby. There you go. All right. Thank you, Mama. Hello, who's this? JB from Brooklyn. What's going on? MV, Angela Yee, and the God. Peace, King. How are you? JB from Brooklyn. Get it off your chest. Um, I'm going to spread a little positivity, man. We go about this morning. Um, I just want to see if I can get y'all some merch up there. My brand I created called Rich Fatherhood. Rich Motherhood as well. I got it for the mothers and fathers. It is basically showing appreciation for the job we do as parents. You know what I mean? Check me out on Instagram and Twitter. Rich Fatherhood. Send up right, some pieces, you, my brother. Send some pride up. No doubt. Send me an address. I can get you some merch up there, man. All right, I'm going to get somebody right, to pass it to you. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now, Yee, we got rumors on the way. Man, what is going on? The City Girls versus Hazel E. will tell you about this social media beef that's been going on. And Hazel E. even did a diss track. All right. We'll get what? into that next. Keep it locked. Period. The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
everybody, it's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to these rumors. Let's talk iced tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, Ice T took to social media with some advice for Amazon. Now he put message to Amazon. Now that you have regular people making your home deliveries, maybe they should wear a vest. With Amazon delivery on it, I almost shot an MF creeping up to my crib last night, just saying. Now, somebody wrote, was he not wearing a delivery man uniform? And he said, no, they don't wear any uniform, just regular people working. I ain't mad at them, just saying that ish ain't safe. Yeah, I mean, that's I the told whole... y'all this last week. You know, I let the dog out on somebody last week. He uh, came in my yard. He had nothing on. He had a U-Haul truck. And I got Scott was like scared. I let the dog go. The guy ran, and then he said he was at Amazon. But yeah, they're right. But that's the whole point of having uh, Amazon branding on the truck and have them wear Amazon uniforms, right? Right. So now there was a response from Amazon. They said, "Just saying, thanks for the suggestion. We MFing love you and our drivers." By the Lots way, it- I'm still not going to trust that until I see uh, a bunch of different people in Amazon uniforms and I see a bunch of different Amazon trucks. I need to know what they look like because that can be a quick little look for the moment. People putting Amazon logos on their vehicles and Amazon stuff on their shirts yep. to do home invasions. That could be a quick little lick right now until yeah, people Amazon get used to it. Also responded, lots of innovations coming on this and many that already exist to help you track your package and delivery on a map. So that was their response. Well, a couple people might get bit by a dog in the meantime. A couple people might get shot, but it'll eventually even itself out. Yeah, because it's scary as hell. Scary. All right, now let's talk about Hazel E. versus Young Miami from the City Girls. How did all of this even start? Well, it all started because, according to Hazel... E, she feels like uh, the City Girls stole her song. She had a song called Acting Up, and City Girls has a song called Act Up. Now, we had played both of those previously, and they didn't sound alike to me. So, And I, I don't know that the City Girls even heard this Hazel E song. So after that whole incident happened, uh, Carisha, Young Miami, took to social media to let her know that she didn't know anything about her song. And she also said uh, to to Hazel E. We never heard a song by the ugly ass bitch. That surgery going to that whole head. And now Hazel E. has responded and put out a diss song called Add It Up. You burping that up every time you think of something, speak up. I've been acting up and y'all play follow the leader. Look my cousin La Hose, yeah, y'all can swallow a leader. Copy my brand, bitch, y'all just follow the teacher. Carisha, you got a problem, now you need a feature. Half a little girls are somewhere sitting in the bleachers. No cameras, no flashes, no applause. Joanne, the real scammer, all fraud. Careers at a standstill, the light's getting dark. Now you got more time to take your son to the park. I'm trying to be more positive. Uh, my, my therapist always <laughs> says find something positive in everything. So I'm going to salute yes. all the producers, engineers, you studios stupid. who make you money stupid. off people going to record terrible music that should be farted on. Oh, my gosh. Now, Jocelyn <laughs> actually supported that song and put Go Off Bitch in the comments. And that's when G Herbo jumped in and said, LOL, man, this is weak as hell on bro. So now all these other people are involved in the middle of this beef. Um... So, that leads me to Jocelyn having something to say. Uh, she supports Hazel E. and responded with this. Shout out to my bitch, Hazel E. And I didn't know it was a crime to support your homegirls online. And for you trolling-ass, nappy-headed-ass, trolling-ass you know where the f*** to find me. Young Miami responded, I'm in Miami where you want to meet. 
on oh, social Lord. media. Yes. This is too much. How do y'all see all this stuff? I didn't it's see all it. over you social media. Me. Now, Jocelyn uh, actually had more to say about coming to Miami. One last mother thing. Bitch, I've been on TV since you have boogers in your nose. Respect the mother throne, ho. Respect the throne before you get your head busted, asshole. There's a throne to reality TV? I guess. And Mona Scott Young is sitting in it. Ain't nothing Young ain't Miami none of y'all in it. responded, I'm about to play with no mans on Y'all hoes want attention. Now y'all got it. What? On my son, I will beat either one of you hoes to death just because bitches throw drinks and pull hair across tables on TV. Don't do ish to me. I'm from Miami. I don't see none of that commercial ish. Jocelyn, you on, you get, uh, you on Coke badge. You get high and eat vagina for fun. Who respects you, ho? You're going to reading all that stuff. You, you was signed to QC. <laughs> Nobody know you or your music. What checks you signing? You delusional ass bitch. You was crying for Berg to help you with her career. You clown ass B. You're just going to get dumber and dumber. You keep reading all that stuff. <laughs> Look, I was My following goodness. this yesterday. Now, Young Miami also had this to say. More? I'll be right now, Jocelyn. Hey, whoever, bitch. I'm in Miami. Pull up. I'm going to show y'all how to something. You think you a mother... Me and my family go drag, drag your ass right back to ATL. Bitch, you in Miami. Ho, play with me if you mother want to. You man Why do I feel like I'm at a safari? <laughs> Why do I feel like I'm at Animal Kingdom right now? Listen, I love the city girls, right? But I need young Miami to go back in the studio and re-record her verse on Act Up because it sounds so offbeat. Am I the only person that... No, that, it's offbeat. It, it yes, is offbeat, off right? I thought I was tripping. I was like, It's my song, though. All right, go front. <laughs> They be singing off beat in the club. I, they, yeah. be, cause they be on pills. Listen, I'm too. I, I'm like, am I too old? Or am I really here? She you sounds might be so old. Beat. It no, is definitely her second beat. verse, right? Because JT killing beat. that beat, but then she comes on and it's like, what happened? All right, well, Southside, as you know, who is Young Miami's boyfriend and ex- uh, producer extraordinaire, also jumped in, and here's what he said: You look like like a man that you is. I promise you, I'm gonna knock y'all out everything I love. I'm gonna beat both of y'all every time I catch y'all. Hazel, you better be with it. Southside, no, my brother, we don't condone that. We don't condone men putting their hands on women. That's not G, my brother. Let your sister or female cousins hold your woman down on that level. <laughs> you can't, oh, if, I, if I was young Miami, I'd be a little afraid right now. What, you beat women. <laughs> she take a can't happen to her? Come All right, on, well, Southside. I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. We can't condone that. No, Southside, no. All right. Well, we got front page news. What are we talking about? Well, let's talk about Kamala Harris and a new bill that she wants to reintroduce. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Last night, the Raptors beat the Bucks 120-102. They tied the series 2-2. Yeah, I don't know who's going to win that series, uh, but I definitely believe that series is going seven games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it gives the Golden State Warriors a lot more time to rest up. And heal, exactly. And what else we got, Yee? Well, Senator Kamala Harris is reintroducing a bill from 2018 that she had, and that is to tackle racial disparities in maternal health. Now, she released this statement. Black mothers across the country are facing a health crisis that is driven in part by implicit bias in our health care system. We must take action to address this issue, and we must do it with the sense of urgency that it deserves. So what she wants to do is invest $150 million in programs that identify high-risk pregnancies and establish implicit bias training throughout the medical profession and medical schools. So that way they can help uh, attack stereotypes and improve care for black women by reducing 
bias in judgment or behavior. Uh, they said that the ratio of deaths for white women and uh, pregnancy-related deaths is 13 per 100,000 live births, but for black women, that number jumps to 42.8. Yeah, I mean, the bias and in, in the, in the, the lapse in judgment comes from the fact that they just think black women are so strong. You know, I, I saw that firsthand when my third child was born last year because it's like, you know, we in a nice hospital. I got insurance. I got a little change, you know what I mean? And and they was like, oh, we don't have any epidurals. I'm like, how you don't have no epidurals? Like, That's crazy. Like, they didn't, they didn't have no epidurals in the building. So my wife ended up having to do a natural, you know, birth. You know, that's that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. All right. Now let's talk about a new Sesame Street character, a new Muppet named Carly. And Carly is in foster care. She has a foster family. Why is Carly so sad? I don't really want to tell you about it. <sighs> She's having a hard time, Elmo. But we're here for her. We're her for now parents. What does for now parents mean? Sometimes even mommies and daddies need some help taking care of their children. Carly's mommy's been having a hard time, so we are her foster parents or her for now parents. You know, no disrespect to Carly. I respect foster care kids, but I have a problem with the fact that nobody ever gave Oscar the Grouch a hug. You know what I mean? Where, where was his parents? Nobody cared that he lived out of a goddamn trash can. You know, they just labeled him a grouch. You'd be a grouch, too, if you had to live in a goddamn dumpster. Okay? Did we know that he lived there, or was he just hanging out there? Did you knock it off. They even, <laughs> if he was hanging out there, that's even worse. Nobody said, why are you hanging out in this trash can, Oscar, instead of being at home with your parents? Or where are your parents, Oscar? I would say the trash can was clean. Carly getting all this I love. Know. Oscar never looked clean. Oscar used to pop out that trash can with banana peels all over his head. We don't know what was going on in that trash can. He clearly was eating a banana. Stop, knock it off. All right, and Lyft is adding a panic button. So if you have an issue inside of your Lyft, you can dial 911 from the app. They also are doing an enlarged version of the driver's license plate number in the app so that you don't end up going into the wrong car, which people have been doing. And they're giving sexual harassment prevention training to all of their drivers and riders because of all the harassment or assaults that have occurred in ride-hail vehicles over the last few years. So all of those things they're trying to do. And they also want Lyft passengers to provide feedback. So every time you give a driver less than four stars, which I might have to do today, um, that information will then be anonymously communicated to the driver so you can see why you got that low rating. So there you okay. have it. All right. Well, that is front page news. Now, when we come back, Humble the Poet will be joining us. Man, Solomon, I lo- explain to the people who that is. I love Humble the Poet. Humble the Poet is a, a rapper from Toronto, but he wrote this great book called Unlearn, 101 Simple Truths for a Better Life. It's a real quick read. Uh, I read it I read it about a month ago. Uh, I think I think it's an amazing book. And it's one of those books that you can, you know, go to every day because he's got these like little one or two page, you know, affirmations and, and, and thoughts and ideas that he has. But he's a very, very... Very sharp individual. So um, I, I want y'all to go out there and buy this book, but also listen to Humble the Poet when he pulls up in a few moments. All right. Humble the Poet will be kicking it with us next. And also, you can get on the phone lines right now. Ask Ye if you need relationship advice or any type of advice. Ye's here to help you today. 800-585-1051. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building, Humble the Poet. Thank you so much for having me. Welcome, sir. <laughs> uh, I've read two great books this year. I've, I've, I've read more than two books, but my two favorite books are Digital Minimalism and this book right here called Unlearn 
by my man Humble the Poet. You know why? Because when I saw the title of the book, I said, that is what I'm doing at this point in my life more so than anything. Unlearning. So what's more important, learning or unlearning, Humble? It's definitely unlearning. I think at this point, you know, there's not really a generation gap. There's just people who are open to new ideas and people who are not to open, open to new ideas. And Ooh. If you're not open to new ideas, uh, you know, the only way you can do that is to let go of old ideas. So some stuff that mattered when we were teenagers doesn't matter no more. We had to let that go. And we have to continually relearn new things. The only way to relearn and to keep ourselves open is to unlearn. Let, not, let things go. Not only uh, does it not matter, it just don't serve us anymore. Yeah, exactly. I mean, again, so a lot of us grew up in challenging neighborhoods. A lot of us grew up in challenging situations. You, you get certain strategies. You put up certain guards. And it made sense back then. And then you come into a whole different world, and it doesn't matter anymore. And now it's just holding you back. Yes. So now I just start after you down. the obstacles. Life is the obstacles. Straight up. Well, let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's bring it back. Let's, let's find out who Humble the Poet is. Yes. Where you from, what you do. Because when they Google you, it's, not, it's more than just a book. There's, you, you rap as, as yes, well. So explain to busy. people who you are. I get real busy. I'm from the beautiful city of Toronto, born and raised. And uh, I was an elementary school teacher. I was working as a school teacher. And I discovered spoken word poetry. I uh, saw someone perform and fell in love with it. And I was like, it's a great way to meet girls. I can do this. <laughs> so I'm performing, doing it for fun. From that, transitioned into music. Uh, you know, just put a beat on the back, started rapping on that. I fell in love with lyricism, was doing that, but just doing it for fun. Never mm -hmm. thought, never saw no one looking like me doing it. So I never thought I could do it on a bigger level. So you did all this while you still being the teacher? While I'm a teacher. Okay. So I'm just doing this, putting stuff on you, putting lyrics videos on YouTube, not even showing my face. At mm -hmm. this point, I didn't even have the confidence to do that. So your students had no idea that their teacher was... In the first couple of years, no. Okay. And then eventually they figured it out. As my, I got a little bit more and more popular in the city, and I started putting out music videos, kind of learning the game. And then about probably a couple of years into it, then like the students knew and they'd be like, Mr. Singh, we see you swearing on the Internet. And <laughs> our parents saw you on TV and everything. So uh, but everyone was cool with it. Uh, you know, I grew up in a neighborhood that was all hip hop as well. And from there, you know, I, I fell in love with the lifestyle. And teachers get, in, in Canada, at least, we get paid in the summer. So I used to spend my summers just being a wild artist. Just balling I, out. Balling out, knowing I had money coming in from the teaching job. And I fell in love with the, was, <laughs> fell in love with the life. You know, I'm hanging out with people who are, who are nickel and diamond trying to make it all happen just through rap. And uh, I had a little bit of a cushion with me. But uh, at the end of 2010, uh, I met some dudes that were like, yo, we can get you a deal and this will pay you more than you get as a teacher. And, you know, without thinking about it, because I was just in love with the idea, I left everything and I, and I got into, into music. And it took me about a year to realize that this deal wasn't happening. Mm -hmm. you know? So you never got a deal? There was no deal. So oh, damn these, it, man. Who were these people? They're just producers I was working okay. with. And these guys, you know, one dude sold a beat to, like, one rapper once who, like, signed to some label out in Japan. And then he just <laughs> took the paperwork, changed it up. He believed in my talents. And he's just uh -huh. like, look, if I can keep finessing this, I'll probably get the money eventually. He had good intentions, you think? Uh, he, had, he had funny intentions, but I don't think he was trying to hurt me. But um, I think when he got exposed, he ran. You know, he didn't have an adult conversation with me. He was like, yo, I messed this up. So you never spoke to him since then? No, nah, well, he, he ain't showing his face no more. So Does he still have you on paperwork? No, no, he doesn't have me on. No, oh, okay, Nobody okay. Has, no, his paperwork wasn't even real. He was just, just trying to finesse it. He was just trying to borrow from Envy and give it to Charlemagne and then mm -hmm. try to get it from you and give it to him after. He was just gotcha. trying to finesse it. Ponzi Can you forgive scheme. him? Yeah, 100%. I have no ill will towards him. because so if he, you see him, you won't beat him up? <laughs> Not anymore. I mean, I'm in a good spot now. Okay, so okay. Uh, he, he's what helped me pull the trigger and, and, and leave the comforts of a day right. job. To it's do part this. of the journey. That yeah, you're on. exactly. And that's the thing. You know, as, uh, as Jay-Z says, the loss ain't a loss. It's a lesson. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what happened. I learned from it. So it took me about a year to figure it out. And by then, I was like living off credit cards, living off line of credit, borrowing money. I was like 80 grand in debt. I had no way to make no money. And I was just feeling sorry for myself. 
and you know taking muscle relaxers and a whole bunch of other stuff and just lying in bed avoiding everybody and then after about two weeks it was it was actually Jay Cole Dollar in the Dream Part Three where he goes you know you you're gonna let this turn, let let you turn bitter and cold or you're gonna flip this dollar turn into a dream and it's probably that two weeks of rest as well but I got up and I just like snapped and I was just like I have to do something and step one was take responsibility stop feeling sorry for yourself stop blaming other people you're not a victim you always the only way you have power is when you find the responsibility in the story where you could have done something different mm. and where I had control. So I had control in terms of who I trusted. I had control in terms of was I listening to somebody's words, which sounded nice, or was I paying attention to their actions? Because actions scream, words whisper. And it took me about four years to get my ass out of debt, and it came from selling everything I had, moving back with my mom and dad, doing the struggling artist life that I was avoiding for so long booking my own shows, 50 people in a room. Uh, at the same time, I just kept writing. When my studio guy stopped picking up the phone because he was having his own domestic issues, uh, I was like, I don't know what to do. And then my friend, Lily, Lily Singh, you guys might have heard of, she's, mm -hmm. you know, she's got her own NBC show. We had just become friends at this point. She's like, figure out what you can do by yourself. And I'm like, I can write. She goes, just start <clears throat> writing. So I just kept writing, and I was really getting upset at all like the Tumblr quotes and all these motivational quotes I was reading because mm -hmm. there's nothing in there was practical. It was just like, you know... Everything will work out. Just believe. Just have faith. And I was like, how am I going to pay my mortgage with, with your motivational <laughs> quotes? I needed to focus on something way more pragmatic. And when she's like, focus on what you can do by yourself, I just started writing and posting up on my Facebook back then. And people were like, yo, you're telling me my story. You, you know, it sounds like you live in my head. And people were like, you should write a book. And I was like, I don't know how to do that either. And then I learned about crowdfunding and then I actually crowdfunded this book. How much did you raise? With 300 people, I raised $26,000. That's wow. amazing. Uh, my biggest contributor was a Harvard professor I never met before. And uh, he gave me $1,500. And he goes, I'm just proud of watching an artist take his business in his own hands. Wow. And he showed me a quote in his office. I went to go visit him at Harvard. He had a quote of Andy Warhol saying, business is the most interesting type of art. And I thought that was so dope. So just getting a lot of support and then getting to this point where I was just like, yo, I have a lot of people I have to prove right. All right, we got more with Humble Apollo. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Humble a Poet. Now, what did your mom say about you going from a teacher to now rapper and author? So they saw that I was working, and um, they were supportive. But when I had to come back, kind of, you know, with my head down, tail between my legs, a little bit broken, there was a lot of I told you so, but I had to eat that because it wasn't like it wasn't my fault. Right. You know, I had to own that. You have to own the consequences of what you do. So I owned it and I just had to kind of start from zero and build myself back up and just learning different people's stories. Uh, you know, a big one for me was uh, the 50th law, 50 cent. I, mean, I have chapters. You quote 50 in this book a lot. You know, yeah. Yeah. A word from 50 cent. I wonder yeah. why 50 meant so much to you. Uh, at that point, it was probably just because I, I picked up the 50th law and I just spent a lot of time reading that. And I love that book. That, it's, a, it's an amazing book. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it had to do with just fear. Fear. And also the idea that, listen, you know, being an opportun opportunistic person does not mean a negative thing. It means you're finding opportunity in every situation. So, like, when this man got shot nine times, he figured out a way to turn that into a marketing ploy. He figured out a way to sell off that. He, you know, he turned himself into an eight-figure guy off that. And really understanding that there is no good and bad. I was thinking real simple back then. Like, this is good news. This is bad news. This is a good person. This is a bad person. And he really, that book really helped me see the gray and really start to realize that, hey, in every situation, if I stop judging it and spend more time understanding it, a lot more is going to come from that. And once I understood situations, I found more opportunities. And now it's like, every, as I said, you know, back to Jay-Z, a loss ain't a loss is a lesson. 
and you start picking up all the different jewels and gems when people speak. I mean, I've learned so much from Breakfast Club interviews. Anything from like Jay-Z's last interview, from, you know, Russ giving you the blueprint, from Nipsey's interview, learning about scare the scarcity mindset and the scarcity principles. It's just you can learn from everybody. Everybody is your yep. teacher when you have an open mind. Mm -hmm. Even crackheads. Even crackheads. Let, you can learn from that. I want to talk about some of your lessons, man. You say expectations are a bigger enemy to our happiness than our, our circumstances. Expound on that a little bit. Yeah, so when we're unhappy is when the picture in our head doesn't match the picture in front of us. Mm. But the problem is we focus on what's happening in front of us, which we don't have a lot of control over. So for me, it became, listen, if you're not happy and you feel helpless and you're out of, and things are out of control, focus on what's in your power. And the number one thing in our power um, that's always in our power is we can control our expectations, we can control our attitude, and we can control our effort. People can't take that away from us. Mm -hmm. How does it feel when your students, your former students, hit you up now? Because I'm sure they're older now and yeah. they see you doing those things and they remember. Yeah, they've, they've booked things. me for shows. Some of them are like <laughs> running student unions at their universities and stuff. It feels amazing, and it also has changed this from a privilege to a responsibility. In the beginning, I, was, I used to just be like, oh, man, I'm so blessed. I get to meet all these people. Now I'm like, you've met so many people, and so many people have gone out of their way to help you. There's a reason you're doing this. You have a responsibility, you know. So what took me 10 years to figure out is my responsibility to make sure someone can figure it out in five and then put it in their head that the next generation got to figure it out in two. So we can start catching talent super young, supporting them, you know, building that entrepreneurship, taking all these lessons that I've been learning from hip hop my entire life and taking it to that next level. Because for me, it was seeing Andre 3000 in that elevators video wearing a turban. That was the first time, you know, that put, you know, that straightened out my spine and gave me some confidence and be like, look, I can fit into this culture. And, you know. Nick Cannon doesn't give you that same confidence when you see him in his turban? I mean, I have to have a conversation with him about it because I'm not sure. I haven't talked to him about that. I've seen him once with it. I don't know what, like, his motivations behind it None were. of us. None of us. None of us. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let's go back to some of these lessons in the book. You said yeah. the fear of uncomfortable ideas and uncomfortable situations and uncomfortable places robs us of the amazing potential that we all have. Yeah. Um, we really have to understand our relationship with fear. There's nothing wrong with being afraid. We're all afraid of something. And sometimes it's not even about being afraid of danger. The problem is, you know, 10,000 years ago, we had to worry about getting eaten by some next animal. Now we're worried about going outside with a mustard, a mustard stain on our shirt. Or we're going outside and somebody recognizing that we recycled the outfit or being embarrassed or something else. And the problem with that is those fears kind of stay a lot longer. But we don't understand that we grow when we lean into the fears. And anytime we're scared, the first thing we're going to want to do is run to something that we know, run to something mm. familiar. And that's what we call our comfort zone. You know, I always encourage people, like, find someone who doesn't believe what you believe and hang out with them, mm -hmm. talk with them, connect yes. with them. That's why I don't agree with the Facebook ban. Because I think you should have people out there that challenge your ideas, challenge your thoughts, challenge your opinions. 100%. You need to be challenged. You need to have your beliefs challenged regularly. Uh, you need to be able to let them go. You need to have your biases challenged regularly. You want to be in a situation where every single day you learn something brand new and just like, that's what makes life exciting, like mm -hmm. learning new things. You know, if you're not growing, you're not living. You How say, do you handle social media personally? Um, I mean, I'm really fortunate. If you guys look at my comments, everyone's super nice to me. Um, I mean, and no a lot one's challenging of, you. No, no one's really challenging me. And I mean, I grew well, up. Welcome to the Breakfast Club audience. Sir. That will all change too. Nah, man. The Breakfast Club audience can show me a lot of love too. I know it. So I, I have a thick. I don't get offended ever. I don't ever get offended. I think people can't offend you without your permission. Word. And nobody has permission to offend me. And 
So with that, even if someone says something mean to me on online, if it ain't witty, it don't. Like, I I'll feel bad that they didn't put no effort in. Right. We can be pushed by fear or pulled by love in the exact same direction, and we just got to be a lot more self-aware and pay attention to that. I think every single person, one of the secrets, it's not even a secret, but one of the, the simple mind shifts we can all make to feel better about life is think about yourself in terms of how you can bring value to other people, you know? And when you can bring value to other people, that'll help you pay your bills, that'll help you mm -hmm. move farther in life, because it's what you do for other people which matters, and that's what's going to be left here when you're long gone. Yeah, I feel like that's your true purpose in life, is service to others. Yeah, hundred and, and, and sick and sick heritage, the heritage I grew up in, is called Seva, and that's what it was. And it was everything from cleaning people's shoes to serving people food to, you know, sharing your knowledge, sharing your gems, mm -hmm. you know, understanding what can I do for you. Right. You, you, say, you say it's healthy to have a bunch of emotions occupying your heart as long as you clean up afterwards. So how would you best advise somebody to clean up their emotions? Uh, so the analogy that I read that was best is like, you, you know, all your emotions are important and you're kind of the hotel room. So every day a new emotion checks in and sometimes the emotions leave the room spick and span spotless and you're grateful to have them and other rooms just trash it like a rock star. And you own the hotel and it's your job just to clean up and get ready for the next guest. So, you know, every, every emotion exists for a reason. Like pain is important. Pain tells us things. You know, regret is important. It tells us something. It tells us to, hey, revisit that memory until you learn something from it. If you haven't learned nothing from it, we're going to keep poking at you until you do. Um, so often we have this idea, and I think we got it from TV, you know, or, or movies or religion that, you know, you can live happily ever after. You know, you hit this certain level, now you can just live out your life happy. Mm -hmm. But there's no such thing as everlasting happiness. There's, there's always going to be challenges. There's always going to be bullshit. There's always, no matter who you are, no matter how much money you got, it's always going to be there. Some of us are going to be fortunate enough to choose those problems. Right. Some of us are going to be fortunate enough to be in a situation where those problems are exciting and those challenges are there, but they're not going anywhere. So let go of that promise that you can, be ha you can live happily ever after. Stop looking at somebody's Instagram and thinking that they got it all and they're always happy. We're all dealing with different things. And the moment you're able to lean into that and you're like, look, I'm looking forward to, the, to, to today's challenges. Uh, you know, I'm going to embrace these things. I'm not going to judge today as a good day or a bad day. I think you're, you're completely free. And now you can learn, grow, stay stimulated, and have as much fun as you want on this planet. All right. Well, unlearn. You can pick it up right now. Man, y'all got to go, go get, get unlearn. Man, I love thank it. Thank you so much, man. Thank I'm you a so poet. We appreciate me. you for joining us. It's really the Breakfast Club. And thank you for the gifts. Thank you. Uh, morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. What's happening? Good morning. Information about um, Humble the Poet, too. A lot of people have been hitting me. What's the name of the book, Charlamagne? The book is called Unlearn 101 Simple Truths to Live a Better 101 Simple Truths for a Better Life. And um, it's a really great read, man. You can go follow Humble the Poet. He's actually a great follow on Instagram, too. His Instagram is at uh, Humble the Poet. And it's spelled T H E. Not okay. Negro Ebonics, but nah, he's a very, very, very sharp dude, man. And his book is called Unlearn, because I feel like at, at this point in my life, I am unlearning more than I am actually learning, if that makes any sense. So that's why, really? I, that, yeah, that's why I gravitated towards that book. I mean, it's just a lot of things that I grew up believing and thinking that just don't serve me anymore. So I'm doing a lot of unlearning. And that's why, and that's when, when I saw that title, I was like, oh, that looks interesting. And I read it and I loved it. So okay. salute to Humble the Poet. All right. Well, yeah. Yes. We got rumors on the way. What are we talking about? Yes, we'll talk about one of your favorite talk show hosts who has renewed their contract. Okay. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's DJ MV Angela Yee. Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to these rumors. Let's talk Ellen. It's about time. What's going on? Yo. 
This is the Rumor Report Talk to with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, there were rumors that Ellen DeGeneres was ready to step away from her daytime talk show, but it looks like those rumors were false. She tweeted out a video talking about extending her contract for three more years. So I have been doing this show for 16 years. That's about 3,000 episodes. It's been a lot of fun, and 16 years is a pretty good run. Sometimes in a relationship, you need to take a break. But I don't. You're stuck with me because I just signed for three more years. I like the misdirect. Thought she was about that. Now she was retiring. But she right, she's back. Well, she's not going anywhere. All right, now, Jessica Alba, she talked about her relationship with her own body. She was doing a in-group health conference in L.A. over the weekend, and she was mm-hmm. there during a talk with Gwyneth Paltrow, Taraji, Olivia Wilde, and Busy Phillips. And she said that because she was voluptuous and had a booty, her family would not let her wear certain types of clothing. She said, then I stopped eating a lot when I became an actress. I made myself look more like a boy so I wouldn't get as much attention. She said she also felt preyed upon by men when she was first starting out in Hollywood. She said nothing about being successful in this business is easy. She said you can't be bitter, but she did admit that she has faced sexism both in Hollywood and in the boardroom because she does have her honest company. She said certain people in Hollywood underestimated me. They absolutely 100% thought I was nuts. But as a woman, as an actress, I've dealt with that before. I've dealt with people undermining me. I've dealt with people thinking that I would do anything to get ahead and be successful. So good for her that she's managed to uh, still overcome all of those struggles that she's had and everything that she's felt about her body and still become successful because that can really take a toll on you. All right, now, uh, let's get into little Nas X. He's still calling himself that? Yeah, that's his name still. And Old Town Road, that song has been so successful for him that he did something really nice for Billy Ray Cyrus who jumped on the remix. Check it out. What's up, everybody? We're about to pull up at Billy Ray Cyrus's crib, and I'm postmating him a gift. What's oh, up? What, man, <laughs> what, what, what are you doing here, man? Yeah, I got you something. What, I got you something. What are you talking about? I just got you. I need you to come out here. I need you to come out here. You, it's yours. Old Town Road, number one, seven you know, weeks. Hey, hey, seven weeks, man. Yeah. Wow. They bought him a Maserati. Dope. That was the Maserati that was actually in the video, and that was pretty dope that he did that. He that making that kind of money already? Seven weeks of number one, he's performing like crazy, yeah, and I'm sure he got some sponsorship. Money. I'm sure he got some sponsorship from Postmates because he said Postmates like three times, but it's still right. dope. I ain't gonna front though. He's keeping some good records from being number one. I love that uh, Ed Sheeran and Justin Bieber record. I don't <laughs> care, baby. I ain't gonna front. It debuted at number two, but man, that record jamming, ain't it? Yeah. I don't care. Mm-mm, mm-mm, well, maybe later mm-mm, on, somewhere mm-mm, down the line, that'll be number mm-mm. one. Maybe. All right, Young Thug and AEG and AVI Entertainment have announced a brand new indoor live event concept. It's called Family Business, and it's a curated event that will take place August 31st in Dallas, Texas. They said we're not about being the multi-stage festival with three stages and everyone and their mother on the lineup. There's enough people in the market and very respected people doing that already. We don't want to get in that lane. There's so much opportunity right now with hip-hop. There's so many things that haven't been done yet. So they are uh, talking about adding different artists. They're going to announce seven additional artists on May 29th. Besides Young Thug, tickets do go on sale on May 31st. So I guess we don't know a whole lot about it yet. But they're going to also expand that event into multiple markets in 2020. Okay. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. Thank you, Miss Yee. Charlemagne. Yes. 
Who you giving that donkey to? You know, uh, I need Dr. Ben Carson to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him. And please, uh, bring your milk, because I think we're going to have cookies. All right. We'll yes. get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I was born a donkey. It's the donkey of the day. Donkey of the Day for Wednesday, May 22nd, goes to the Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, Dr. Ben Carson. Now, I don't know why I thought Dr. Ben Carson stepped down from this position, uh, but he didn't. Well, what, right? No. He's leaving after Trump's first term. Yes, he's leaving after Trump's first term, uh, well, hopefully his only term. Now, yesterday, Dr. Ben Carson testified before Queen Maxine Waters' Financial Services Committee for the first time since Maxine became the chair in January. If it is true that you never get a second chance to make a first impression, well... Dr. Ben Carson blew it. All right. Now, quick backstory on Dr. Ben for those who don't know. He's a former brain surgeon and Republican presidential candidate who our celebrity in chief, Donald J. Trump, nominated as his HUD secretary in 2017, despite him having zero relevant experience. Now, Dr. Ben was trying to defend a budget proposal that would cut 16.4% from HUD's budget. He was also questioned about a plan HUD announced last year to impose rent increases of as much as 150% on people who lived in subsidized housing. Now, if you thought Dr. Ben Carson had no idea what he was doing as Secretary of HUD, well, this exchange... Uh, confirms it, okay? Because there's a basic housing terminology. Uh, I, I know a little basic housing terminology. Like, Envy, I know you know some basic housing terminology, right? Correct. You know what affordable housing is for the most part, uh, mixed-use housing. Right? Mm -hmm. we, we know what opportunity zones are. We know what uh, uh, AMIs are, right? PMVs, mm -hmm. American mm -hmm. Medium Income, Present Market Value. Okay, I, we, we all know some basic uh, housing terminology. Well, we might know more basic terms about housing than the Secretary of HUD, Dr. Ben Carson, because Representative Katie Porter asked Dr. Ben about a common acronym used to describe foreclosed properties. She asked him about REOs. REOs. That's an R, an E, and an O. Okay, would you like to hear what Dr. Ben Carson thought she was talking about? Let's listen. I'd also like you to get back to me, if you don't mind, to explain the disparity in REO rates. Do you know what an REO is? An Oreo? R, not an Oreo. An R-E-O. R-E-O. Real estate? What's the O stand for? E-organization? Owned. Real estate owned. That's what happens when a property goes to foreclosure. We call it an REO. Okay. She had to explain it to him. <laughs> was this at MB seminar? <laughs> if he was at my he seminar, seminar, he would have le learned. Now, Sheesh. When, when you're talking foreclosed properties, an REO stands for real estate owned, okay? If you want to snack with some warm milk, if it's Christmas and you're trying to leave <laughs> Santa something to snack on, an Oreo is a chocolate sandwich cookie. Now, let me tell you mm -hmm, something. Mm -hmm. Dr. Ben was doing something called psychological projection with that statement. I'm no neurosurgeon. I didn't even go to college. I graduated from night school in 1998, and my graduating class was supposed to be 1996, so that tells you all you need to know about me, all right? But psychological projection is a defense mechanism in which the human ego defends itself against unconscious impulses or qualities. So I think Dr. Ben has an unconscious impulse to defend himself when he hears the word Ario. Because he has been called one so much in his life, okay? An mm. Oreo, an Oreo is a black person who acts white. You know, black on the outside, white on the inside. Now, I don't like that term because black people are not monolithic and there's no way to act black and there's no way to act white, all right? Just because Dr. Ben Carson is a well-educated neurosurgeon who doesn't speak fluent nigga doesn't mean he's acting white. 
Okay, so I don't agree with calling people Oreos, but I can see <laughs> why you would call Dr. Ben Carson one. And I truly believe, you know, he's been called one his whole life that it was a psychological projection, okay? He feels like Milk's favorite cookie. So when he heard that, he just got defensive, all right? He was ready to prove that he did not consist of two chocolate wafers and he was not full of sweet cream filling. All right, if Katie Porter had really called Dr. Ben Carson an Oreo, he was ready to reply, you don't know me, I am Big B from the D. And you will put some respect on me, all right? Y- y'all don't know Big B from the D, all right? Big B from the D from the streets. Let's hear Big B talk that talk. As a teenager, uh, I would go out to people with rocks and okay. bricks and baseball bats That's and hammers. Right. Carson describes punching a classmate with a lock in his hand. At age 14, another teenager angered me, and I had a large camping knife. Ooh. And I tried to stab him in the abdomen. Fortunately, under his clothing, he had on a large metal belt buckle and the knife blade struck with such force that it broke big b from the d dropping the clues bombs with big b from the d oreo he's no damn oreo that's big b from the d how dare you call him an oreo now big b from the d decided to play along and he got on twitter and posted a picture of him holding a pack of family-sized oreos now, I am a stern believer of living your truth. Uh, it's the Eminem and 8 Mile Theory. I wrote about it in my first book, Black Privilege, and I guess since Big B from the D is from Detroit, he decided to take a page out of B-Rabbit's book and say everything about himself that any hater could possibly say. So he held up that pack of Oreos. Well, it worked for B-Rabbit. It don't work for Dr. Ben Carson, because even though I don't agree with the term Oreo, I can see why they call him that, right? You can't take a picture with a pack of Oreos, just like R. Kelly can't take a picture in front of a high school. All right, OJ can't pretend to be Jason Voorhees for Halloween. It's just some things that should not be done. And an Oreo holding a pack of Oreos is one of them. Look, if you don't know something, don't pretend to. Okay, I'm not an expert at anything. I just have some experiences. And when you don't know like Dr. Ben Carson or have any experiences in a certain field like Dr. Ben Carson, then you end up mistaking REOs for cookies. I'm smart enough to know I'm dumb. Okay, you have to be smart enough to know you're not very smart. Or you can be like Dr. Ben Carson and not be smart enough to know everything, but be dumb enough to try anything, including being the secretary of HUD when you have no idea what the hell you are doing. Please let Remy Ma give Dr. Ben Carson the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker, you dumb. Mm -hmm. So there was no job requirements or anything? Clearly not. Not at all. Clearly not. I mean, I I can see where you can get some acronyms messed up. Like, if somebody came to me and said NBA right now, I'd probably think young boy, you know, before anything. You know what I'm saying? If you came to me and said PSA, I'd think of Jay-Z and Just Blaze. Allow me to reintroduce myself. You know what I'm saying? But I would would get back focused in two seconds. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Mm -hmm. Up next, Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call Yee now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody is DJ NV Angela Yee. Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Chris. Hey, Chris. What's your question for Yee? Hi, Chris. This, my name is Chris calling out of Columbia, South Carolina right now. South Carolina in the building. Metro 803. Well, do you know what? But I'm from 843 Hemingway, South Carolina. Charlamagne know where that's at. Yes, sir. Okay. Barbecue Capital. But anyway, Yee, I got a question for you. If, you. if I just recently got out of the hospital for four days and not one family member that lives in the area came to visit me. Is that right? Of course not. <laughs> no. Is that the whole question? What, 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 no. What, yeah, that's one of them. Here's a follow-up question. If my emergency contact lives in Fort Mill, South Carolina, and I'm in the hospital for four days, 
with a with a degenerative muscle issue, is that right for them to just call me? Or they, they, do you think it's their social responsibility to drive that hour? They, they definitely should have come to see you. They definitely should have come. And I would have said, are y'all coming to see me or what's happening? I did that. Okay. Well, and I think we I know what that is. Wow. So, don't nobody love you, don't get you along, bro. You don't get along with your family? I try to, but they don't treat. They definitely don't treat me the way I treat them. They don't love you, bro. Stop it. That's the truth. My daddy yes, told me that one is. time. My daddy said, well, the people that don't come visit you in the hospital don't give a damn about you. And thank you, Charlamagne. My dad told me the same thing. Well, you better listen to our daddy. And you know what? Just because people are family <laughs> doesn't... Just because people are your family doesn't mean you automatically uh, are love each other, just so you know. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, like I say all the time, I've got four friends that's family to me than my own family. Right. But what were you in the hospital for? I had a... Uh, it's a it's a uh, degenerative uh, muscle. It's five. I can't even remember the name of it. It's uh, but well, I was right at uh, Wishton downtown. But uh, anyway, I was. In the I ain't no front. I wouldn't go man. see you either if you don't even know what's wrong with you, bro. DJ Envy, listen, man. Uh, if I don't know what's wrong with me, I, the natural consensus is to go to the hospital, call nine one one. Correct. Correct. Right, he was so here for four days. That. They should have gone know what's to see wrong? him. They, they right. came up with a diagnosis that it was a rare muscle issue where both my legs seized up on and I couldn't move. My nephew. That happens to me scary. all the time when I'm on the toilet. That's scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My nephew, I've never felt this pain before in my life. I wouldn't wish that on the devil. That's hard. Mm. That's a lot to say. All right, brother. Well, they should have well, came and seen you then, bro. I'm glad you're feeling Betty, but you know it's even more important that you have friends who are your family. Yes, I did have friends that were calling me from Hemingway, South Carolina. I used to work with when I grew up down there. So, well, yeah. you might need to have your funeral in Hemingway then, because if you have your funeral in Columbia, it's going to be whack. <laughs> I hear you, Charlamagne. You know what it is. You yes, sir. All right, brother. All right, sounds like some less obligations for you. Thank you All very right, much. Bro. Y'all have a wonderful day. Thank me too now. All right, ask ye, 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you get us up at any time. Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of ask ye. Hello, who's this? This is Frenchie. Hey, Frenchie. What's your question for ye? Um, I have, it was this discussion on Facebook yesterday saying that if your man picks you up and his sister's in the front seat, should his sister get out and let you sit in the front? How far are you guys going? Like, maybe, like, four or five years into the relationship. No, she meant how far are you going in the trip? No, I would, I would say this. If I was the sister, I would get out. <laughs> exactly, as a matter of respect. I would I would do that, you know, but uh, and sometimes like if my boyfriend picks me up and his sister's in the car, I'll be like sitting in the front and she won't. She'll move and get in the back. But I think that's more on him to make that because I think that you as a girlfriend true. shouldn't be the person to be like, hey, you got to get in the back. The boy, If she doesn't move and get in the back, then the boyfriend needs to be like, hey, let us sit in the front. That's what should I happen. Agree. I agree. I just wanted another opinion because it was a big thing yesterday on Facebook. So I was just asking. Y'all over there talking about some real highbrow stuff on Facebook, huh? <laughs> Got to start I, coming I will, over there and getting some of that education. I will say if y'all only go on a few blocks, it's not yeah, that big definitely. a deal. If I know she's going to get out before me. I don't have a problem with that. But if it's like a long ride, I'm definitely not sitting in the back. Like, right. Not no four-hour trip. All right. Yeah, definitely not. Thank you. Okay. All right, have a good one. All right, well, let's go to another line. Hello, who's this? Brittany. Hey, Brittany, what's your question for you? Okay, so I've been with my boyfriend for like four years, right? And we moved in together after two years um, down in another state where I was from. And then he wanted to move to another state. 
and so we did it. So we've been living together for two years, and now that we moved back to the other state where he's from, now he wants to break up. Now my kids are attached to him and everything, but now he wants to break up. Well, it looks like you guys are broken up because you can't stay with somebody that doesn't want to be with you. Right, but why did you let me move all the way up here if that was going to be your decision? Because we haven't even been here for a full year yet. Because he's a, I was going to say a curse word. Why? Yeah. I mean, look, clearly he doesn't want to be with you. And if somebody wants to break up with you and they're telling you that, you can't force him to stay. But he tells me the reason why we are breaking up is one thing. And then yesterday we got a big argument. And now he's talking about, oh, we're breaking up because it's your mouth. Because you, you don't know when to shut up. But I'm okay. like, really, though? I, if I ask you a question, I feel that you should respond with the correct, with the truth answer. It's interesting of, that he doesn't you know, want to work on things. And that should tell you, know, you a lot. Well, at first he was saying he did want to work on everything and then we could get back together or whatever. We just need some time apart. And now he's like, no, your mouth, your mouth. You you got too much mouth. Girl, sounds like he's back home and he wants to do him. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but but you I don't know, know, should I just move back to where I'm from then? I, mean, I, I, I think you need to do what you need to do for yourself, okay? He said he wants to break up with you. That means y'all are broken up. So now you got to worry about you and your kids. That's the priority, not him. All right. All right. Well, thank y'all. I love you guys. I listen to y'all every morning, so thank y'all. Thank you for having no taste. Thank you. All right. Ask Yee, 800-585-1051. Now, we got rumors on the way, Yee? Yes, Cardi B had to cancel and reschedule a show, find out what happened that forced her to have to do that. You know, she's very honest about everything. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Michael Jackson. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, let's not talk Michael Jackson for real because Aaron Carter is going to be on a marriage boot camp. And he's going to be sharing his thoughts on Michael Jackson and all that controversy from Leaving Neverland's documentary. Now, here's what he had to say in exclusive footage that People Magazine got from that series. I learned that I had revealed and put out everything else except for that. Participating in, in, in family boot camp literally gave me the strength and the ability to feel more comfortable in my own skin. Michael was a really good guy. He never did anything that was inappropriate except for one time. There was one thing that he did that was a little bit inappropriate. What could Michael Jackson have done that was inappropriate? He's still holding him down, though. He's still saying he's a great guy, so I don't know what what it is. Mm-hmm. Now, he said, I told the same truth years ago on Twitter, he said this, for no money. So what's your point? I'm also the, his best advocate considering my story validates he didn't do anything. Effing chill. My book is about my life, not about my life revolving around Michael. Everyone back the F off. So it could be some backlash that he might have gotten from even uh, mentioning anything that might have him scared to say what it is. But I guess we'll have to watch Marriage Boot Camp to find out right. if there's any more information. I was on a flight with him one time, and he looks bad. He looks like he's in bad shape, like really, really bad. I don't know. I haven't seen him in person, so I couldn't tell you. All right, now Cardi B, she had to reschedule a concert, and that's because she's had plastic surgery, and she simply has to rest. Uh, Doctors had encouraged that she just shouldn't perform right now. She has to let the swelling go down. That takes time, and her body has to fully recover from her plastic surgery. So they're saying she needs a couple of weeks of rest and relaxation. So she's been very open about the fact that she's decided to undergo some procedures after giving birth, and now she can't just get right back to work. She did say she's very disappointed. She hates to let her fans down, but she wants to make sure that they know they will see her in September. 
So. Well, Cardi needs a rest. I think last week she said that uh, she wasn't supposed to be doing the show because she just had liposuction, but she wanted to work for her fans. But sometimes, like what I said. Section. Oh, liposuction. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes you just got to rest. Sit down, rest, and let your body heal. Yeah, and have some time in, uh, with your baby. I know you out there getting that money, getting that money, but your body is important. And if it's telling you you got to slow down, you got to slow down. All right. Now, Whoopi Goldberg, speaking of slowing down, according to her doctor, she had a one in three chance of dying from pneumonia. Okay, really? on, on Monday's episode of The View, she was joined by her primary physician, Dr. Jorge Rodriguez, and Martin Greenberg, who treated her during her three-week hospital stay, and here's what they said. I could barely understand Whoopi, what she was saying. Oh, she was teeth were chattering. Her teeth I was, were chattering. Like, it was bad. She was gasping for air. Yeah. And then when she said, I, I, I just want to lay down and, and go to sleep, I'm like, oh, hell no, you're not going to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because you don't know. I mean, it just sounded... Very serious. Yeah. But when she said, I just want to lay down, did that do it for you? Absolutely. I, I, I tried not to sound scared. Tom says yeah. I did. I she was afraid down? she wasn't going to wake uh, up. That's what I'm saying. You got to take these things seriously. Absolutely. All right. And shout out to Max B. His birthday was yesterday. And he put out a new single. It's his first single in eight years. And French Montana is on it as well. So before we close out the rumors, here's a little snippet for you. In the middle. All right, what's your thing? Is Max B coming home this year? Um, we don't know. Let's see what Kim Kardashian can make happen. Oh, my goodness. Okay. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, up next is the People's Choice Mix. Get your request in. Let me know what you want to hear. 800-585-1051. Let's go. It's the Breakfast Club. Come on. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, I got to shout to everybody in the D. Had a good time in the D last night. You Hi. always do. Stop it. <laughs> so do I. Me and, Envy have a, me and Envy have a lot in common. Y'all love man. the D. Mm-hmm. All right. I do. I'm talking about Detroit, man. Who do you think loves the D more, me or Envy? Definitely Envy. And I don't even think it's close. That's not true. I don't know. You got more got experience ho- with it, but Envy been catching up over the years. You know what? Y'all stop it, man. So <laughs> shout to everybody in the, in the D. I do. Shout to the D. I got a couple of properties in the D. Now. Uh, shout out to everybody that came out to Quiet Storm uh, Tuesdays. I appreciate you. And shout out to the House of Mary Jane. They got packages for y'all that they gave to me to give to you guys. Um, I'll be uh-huh. in Detroit on Friday. Oh, so you can get your own package then because mm-hmm. I don't want to fly with this stuff. Oh, man, you got to live a little. There you go. So shout out <laughs> to uh, the House of Mary Jane and shout out to everybody in the D. Now, yeah, congratulations again. You want to, uh, Gracie? Yes, I won a Gracie Award, so thank you so much to everybody from the Gracies. And thanks to Lonnie Love, because she actually gave me my award, and I absolutely love and adore Lonnie Love. So I appreciated that, and she said such amazing, incredible, sweet things about me. So thank you, Lonnie Love. And we were talking about how she's actually going to be hosting the Essence Awards this year also. It's the first time a woman's ever hosted it, and it's Lonnie Love. That's dope. Mm -hmm. Hey, salute to everybody in Newark, too. I was in Newark yesterday. Um... You know, Forbes magazine, they had an Opportunity Zones Summit. And uh, my guy, David Gross, 
and T.I. and Marquise Harris Dawson. You know, uh, we had a panel panel about opportunity zone legislation and also about mental health and just how your environment, you know, affects your mental health. So, you know, salute to everybody who came out to the uh, opportunity zone, Forbes Opportunity Zone Summit yesterday nice. in Newark, New Jersey. Okay. All right. Well, and also shout to Humble Poet for stopping through today. Too. Oh, that's Same my guy. Yes, please go buy his book, man. It's called Unlearn, 101 Simple Truths for a Better Life. I promise you it is a great read that you can turn to every day, and it's a quick read, and, and he's speaking our language. You will, you will love this book. I promise you. It's called Unlearn. When we come back, we got your positive note. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, Charlemagne, you got a positive note? Yes, you know it is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I just want to remind y'all that the strongest people are not those who show strength in front of the world, but those who fight and win battles that others do not know anything about. <laughs> 